Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 100 of Shea Station. Throw the confetti in the air. (laughs) (laughs) One of them got me in the nose, (laughs) Jay. Take that. My bad. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to our show. It's Monday, September 19th. The Mets have just swept four games from the Pittsburgh Pirates at home. I'm one of your co-hosts for the past 100, Jack, a.k.a. Jolly Olive. Joining me on the other side is my other co-host for the past 100, Jerry Blevins. Jerry, how are you doing, my friend? Are you feeling 100 today? I am. I'm keeping it 100 on 100. This is exciting stuff. Congratulations to to you, Jack. Uh, Audio (laughs) Jack, what number is this for you? 100? It's probably like 95 I, for I you. think it's like 95 or something. We'll take yeah, it. this is probably 99 for me because I think I missed one with COVID. <gasps> you did. talking. Oh, you know what? Jake took your spot for the Max Scherzer episode. That was a bummer. That was okay. You uh, know, I, I uh, was not feeling great with COVID at all. So <laughs> I wouldn't sense. have done it justice. And, and Jake's the man. So Jake is but the man. But this is our show. This is us. Shea Station 100. Woo-hoo. We get to celebrate us. And we get to celebrate a four-game sweep of the Pittsburgh Pirates. It is happy all around for us here at Shea Station. It's a very good thing they did not lose a series to the Pirates for episode 100. That would have stunk. Really, Leave it really all right bad. there, by the way. It looks fantastic yeah. all over your computer. Exactly. That looks better. It looks that like looks a, better. I said this before, it looks like a clown vomited in my general area, but that's kind it of the aesthetic we're looking for. It looks very avant-garde uh, from a contemporary yeah, this is artist actually today. Art. This took me hours, Jerry. Okay. <laughs> you don't even understand. Good. <laughs> uh, we got a loaded episode for you guys today. The Mets struck out a whole lot of people in the last game. They won four games total cookie looked good offense looked good Vogelback is back and uh we're still a game ahead thank you jack for dressing me i now cannot see my outline which is perfect just the way i wanted it i have like a little box on my computer that i can see it's perfect uh and we are going to tell you all about it as soon as i read the ad through today's confetti which is bear burger our friends at bear burger who serve the freshest meats the freshest burgers in town something for everyone yes even you my good friend and colleague Justin Pennick of Talkin' Giants was raving about Bear Burger at yesterday's Giants game. They have them as a sponsor as well, and they can't speak well enough. And it's obvious why, guys. They're a burger joint, but they're not bogged down by labels. Their menu is filled with options for everyone, regardless of your preferences. You can create your own favorite burger because Bear Burger takes burgers very seriously. And that's a lot of burgers in one sentence. Build your own creation and let us know John Boy sent you, and then tweet it to at Bear Burger for a chance to win a bear burger gift card you're gonna want that gift card because you can get a lot with a little at bear burger one dollar pbrs five dollar mules five dollar martinis half off bottles of wine during their kitchen and bar happy hour which is hands down the best in nyc available seven full hours every monday through friday from noon to 7 p.m so click the link in our description to find yourself at the best happy hour tastiest burger join an overall great spot at order.bearburger.com thank you to them for sticking with us for number 100 baby thank you bear burger uh <laughs> you shouted out justin Pennick, your your amigo uh if you guys are giants fans out there listening Pennick knows the giants they're very well informed i don't know his partner uh bobby uh, skinner i don't know him i haven't met him yet on uh, talking giants but i know Pennick, and he is tapped in yes he knows what's going on it's pretty incredible uh so if you're a giants fan listen to talking giants Absolutely cannot speak enough about how good that podcast and thank you, is. Bear and thank you, Bear Burger. This was like kind of a Talking Giants ad, but also a Bear Burger ad, which there is perfect. Go. 
Jerry, are we ready? We're ready. Let's do this. Let's, Let's get in. Game one. Let's do it, man. All right. Game one. The Mets just got swept at home by the Chicago Cubs. What? And now they let in another NL Central foe, but they got uh, they got vengeance on their mind. Nimmo and Lindor start the game with strikeouts, but the Mets put together a two-out rally in the first. McNeil and Alonso get back-to-back singles, and then 3-2 count, two outs, Dan Vogelback, who's been ice cold, rips a double for two early runs. We are going to speak volumes about Mr. Vogelback in this series. Uh, Michael Chavis would add an RBI double in the second to make it a one-run game, but Carlos Carrasco looked dialed in. Uh, Six strikeouts through two innings, eight through three innings in this game. He had the Pirates' number. After Nimmo walks in the third, Lindor crushes a two-run homer to open a 4-1 lead. That is 94 RBI for Lindor on the season. That's a new career high. He sets the Mets' record for home runs and RBI by a shortstop in a single season. Bravissimo to Francisco Lindor in the same inning later on with no outs. McNeil doubles. Alonzo singles. He's getting his singles again. We like to see that. And Vogelback singles home another RBI. Big game for him. Guillaume walks to load the bases. Still nobody out but the Mets would squander that opportunity. They sit at 5-1. to one. They get a pair of walks in the fourth inning. The Pirates walked a lot of batters this series. We're going to talk about that, too. And Mark Vientos gets the pinch hit opportunity. Buck makes kind of an interesting call. He takes Vogel back out after two good at-bats. He puts in the kid, Vientos, and it pays off. He gets his first hit in RBI singles, so his first RBI as well. All this uh, continued to show with uh, Carlos Carrasco having a great outing for the second time in a row. Six innings, one Ernie, and 11 strikeouts. That's a season high. 104 pitches. His ERA is down to 3.7, and the bullpen would just cruise in this one. Seth Lugo took the seventh, uh, bounces back with the uh, couple home runs he gave up by striking out the side. Uh, the Mets would reload the bases in the eighth and get a run off a weird hit by pitch. That's 7-1 to one at this point. And Joely Rodriguez, who had a pretty big series as well, mops up the eighth and ninth in this game. Uh, cleanly for a solid Mets win to end their skid. They go 4 for 13 with runners in scoring position. That's way better than the entire Cubs series. Uh, Brandon Nimmo walks three times in this one game. He scores twice, and the Mets win 7-1 to one and breathe a sigh of relief. Nicely done. Big win. And they did it, like, right off the bat. They jumped on them in the first, something that they've been struggling to do um even though they've been le- getting runners on the first they haven't been putting them in and they did game one that was very important and it was nice to see Vogi. yeah who was time. ice cold get revenge on his old team uh in a big way that was nice yeah i think they had more hits with runners in scoring position after the third inning in this game than they did in the entire three games against the cubs and uh, when you don't hit with runners in scoring position, you're not going to win. That's just kind of a facet of it all. But the Mets offense looked good here. Cookie looked awesome. Absolutely dotting that fastball. Um, and it looks like he is emerging to get that game four slot that we continuously talk about on this show. And we'll talk about David Peterson, too, because he had a nice little bright spot in the series as well. Yeah. Well, that t- the other guy going for yeah. to get the number four spot is Taiwan Walker. And that takes us to game two. Drop that beat. <laughs> Here we go. Game number two, it's a Black Friday. Dressed out in their blacks, Taiwan Walker versus Mitch Keller, a pitcher's duel. After they both swap zeros, uh, it takes us to the bottom of the third. Batting eighth is the aforementioned Eduardo Escobar. He gets a one-out walk, and Tomas Nito hits a soft line drive single to right field. Escobar scores all the way from first. Somehow, not sure how, but that's what you do. You take advantage of a 
team that just doesn't do the little things right. That gets the Mets on the board, 1-0 in the third. Bottom of the fourth, two outs. Daniel Vogelback, the aforementioned Vogelback, getting revenge on his old team. He takes Keller deep for his 17th home run to stretch the lead to 2-0 in the fourth. Top of the fifth, Taiwan Walker is cruising. Eduardo Escobar gets a throwing error a little bit up the line. Uh, then there's a single. Then an infield single that scores first and second. Nobody out. Line out, line out, and then O'Neal Cruz smashes one to right. But it, that's where our gold glover, utility man, Jeff McNeil is roaming on the night. Right field all of a sudden. Who knew he played out there? He robs him of extra base hits, a multiple RBI. Probably not a homer, but close enough. Might as well have been a home run. Great play to end the threat in the fifth because Taiwan Walker was cruising until then, and he had a good outing after that. So it's 2-1 to one in the fifth. That brings us to the bottom of the sixth. Brandon Nemo singles is only a second stolen base of the season to get him to second. Lindor single, that's first and third. Uh, McNeil strikes out as Lindor steals second. That makes it second and third with one out. And Alonso gets a nice little sack fly to make it three to one. Uh, the Mets do load the bases after that, but squander that. Uh, it's three to one. Take us to the bottom of the seventh. Eduardo Escobar making up for his error earlier. Smacks a double. Um, Tomas Nito bounces one on the giant man, O'Neill Cruz, uh, to get an error. And then Nimmo bloops one into no man's land behind Cruz that can't corral it. That is four to one. Top of the eighth, the man Taiwan Walker, who was cruising through that, decides to try to stretch it and one up Cookie Carrasco gets into the seventh, gets an out, but O'Neill Cruz hits a Cruz missile to bring this within one game. It's a one run game. It's four to three Mets. But Edwin Diaz says, sound the trumpets because I will come in. It's a bit of a nail-biter, but he gets the final five outs, and the Mets win game two, four, two, three. Very nice recap, as always, Mr. Blevins. Uh, this was a fun one. I was in person for this one. I took a couple buddies who have kind of become Mets fans through proxy because they're having a good season. They know what I do now. Um, and this was a really fun game for them. My friend Chris who I think listens to the show pretty often, got to hear his first trumpets. He's been to five games this season. He had yet to hear the trumpets, so I was very happy for him. Uh, O'Neal Cruz is the real deal, man. That dude is scary. On, on one side of the ball. On one side of the ball. This is true. He's got some growing pains, both literal Still and physical a rook. for a Still giant. A rook. He, yeah, we'll talk about him at the end, but uh, he can hit, man. He's special. He's special. I like watching him play baseball. Yeah. Uh, you know who else is special, though? Taiwan Walker. He had a great outing in this one. I would have been perfectly fine with him just capping off at seven. Did have the low pitch count. I do think uh, I didn't love him seeing O'Neal Cruz. Um, but, you know, you live and learn by these things, and the Mets hold on to a close win. Offense looked good again. Uh, a lot of stolen bases this series for our Mets. We're going to talk about that a lot in game four as well. Vogie goes oppo for that home run. That was really nice to see. Uh, all good things. And Edwin Diaz yeah. finally gets to pitch in a high-leverage situation, which we haven't seen in like two well weeks. Well-rested Edwin Diaz. Yes, uh, and Taiwan, I loved him going out for the eighth. I think okay. he earned it. He deserved it. Uh, you got a good lead, uh, a little bit of breathing room against a lesser team. He challenged O'Neal Cruz, and O'Neal Cruz said, uh, don't do that again. So yes, sir. I promise you he'll remember that <laughs> uh, because he crushed that ball yeah. uh, in a big spot. Also, uh, But I love Taiwan looked really, really good. Um, so did Cookie, but I liked him going out for the eighth, trying to get that extra run. And then, you know, you bring in 
bring in Edwin Diaz. That's going to feel good. Uh, the only bad part about my viewing, viewing experience, uh, which was on Friday, I think, uh, was that we were in the second deck in right field. So we didn't get to see McNeil's catch. It was right under us. Oh, yeah, that's a tough spot there because yeah. it cuts back, too, and you're hanging over. Yeah, that's the tough spot. There was this, uh, uh, but it was a good catch. <laughs> it was a really good catch. The guy can play, man. Put him right anywhere. Field. I didn't expect him to have that kind of understanding of the space because he, he even in the, the ninth inning there, uh, was it the night? Yeah, to end the game. Yeah, he it was a close ball. He was inching on the track, you know, kind of on a, that, that. That was the key to me. He knew he wasn't completely aware of his surroundings because he was a little tentative, but he was on the warning track. He felt it under his feet and he was, a, he was, had an understanding. That makes it, if you go to on the road in the playoffs and you're not completely familiar with the surroundings in a new ballpark, uh, that he knows what to do. It doesn't panic. He knows his surroundings. He's listening to his environment. Here feels the warning track under his feet. Uh, dude, I, gold glove, whether it's at just second base, because I think he's played enough there, whether it's that utility spot, the dude deserves a gold glove. It's it's incredible. Absolutely I'm so agree. impressed. Yeah, and I also thought this right field thing might have been just, you know, for like a game or two to get Guillaume assimilated again. But And, Mar- and Marte, since Marte's and Marte, out, he's filled right, in. Exactly, and it, he just has such a feel for it. I really like what you said about because that, that must be tough. We, we've seen McNeil sprint in deep into right field at second base for fly balls all season long, and to have the presence of mind to like know the wall. I mean, Diaz himself said he thought that ball was going out in his postgame, and he was just thankful it didn't you see that big old smile oh yeah that was a sigh of relief right there i also <laughs> he threw it out of his hand he was like oh no yeah yeah uh so close call in game two but the mets get a big win so they're up 2-0 going into game three with the basset hound the innings eater back on the mound he dominated the pirates last time so we were looking for the same result here uh in the second inning alonzo doubles he was a bit of a table setter this series which was kind of nice to see vogelback draws a walk and Eduardo Escobar crushes a three-run homer to put the Mets up early. Uh, in his post-game interview, Escobar said he was swinging first pitch no matter what. Kind of an interesting approach. It works out here. Uh, and I wanted to make a note of this, too. He notably gets a start against a righty with Guillaume healthy, which is something we did not see a lot earlier in the season. Uh, so Escobar's start pays off, and Chris Bassett returns to form after a kind of a hitch against the Cubs. He gets a shutout start here. Six shutout innings, two walks, three hits, eight strikeouts. That ERA goes down to 3.32. Uh, he escaped a jam in his last inning uh, with runners on second and third. He strikes out Key Brian Hayes. He has now tossed six innings or more in 22 of 28 starts this year. That is very, very good. Uh, Will, uh, Bryce Wilson and Stout, I'm forgetting his first name, I think it was Tyler Stout, they walk a bunch of batters in the sixth inning. Naquin gets a single, and then they walk the load, giving the Mets a 4 to nothing lead. They get another bases-loaded walk from Alonzo in the eighth. The Pirates pitching staff looked uh, pretty pretty rough in this one, so they were kind of handing it to us. Uh, Rodolfo Castro, though, the eternal Met killer, the newest one on the block, gets yet another home run against the Mets. It's a solo shot in the later innings. Uh, it was off David Peterson, who looked really good, looked very comfortable in relief here. He had two shutout innings going into that ninth. Uh, Adovino relieves him to end a solid 5-1 to one victory. Kind of a weird night at the plate. The Mets go 1-12 for 12 with runners in scoring position, but they draw eight walks and four hit-by-pitches. Uh, a lot of discussion there. The Mets breach 100 for the year. They're well on their way to setting the modern record for hit-by-pitches. This one was kind of, a, kind of a weird game, but you take those wins when you can get them. Um, and I, w- I wouldn't call it an ugly win, but it's definitely an uh, uncharacteristic 5-1 to one win for the Mets. Yeah, man. Weird game. Again, Weird this game. is this is what a good team should do against a lesser team. 
they don't always have to dominate, but when you have opportunities and the, how many walks, eight walks and four hit by pitches, they have incredible stuff, but man, they, they, they need to throw some strikes. I know, man. I mean, I, and we, we'll talk about the, the benches clearing, which was, yeah, well that's, that's next, but kind of silly in my opinion, but it was just, you know, this staff doesn't have a lot of command issues. And even when the Mets weren't getting timely hits, it just didn't matter because they always had runners on base. It was an ugly one for sure. Yep. And Bassett looked really good. He returned to form, looked fine. Um, did what he does. Went six, gave up no runs, eight punchies. Yeah. All by the book. Gotcha. You ready for game four? I'm ready. Game four. Going for the sweep, the four game sweep. Is that a mop up or is that a sweep? I don't know what it is, but the Mets <laughs> are going for it. And they have Mr. Jacob DeGrom, the goat himself, going for the sweep against Oviedo. All right. Right in the first inning, Nimmo gets a single, gets to second on an error. Uh, McNeil gets him in with an RBI single. That is fantastic. That puts him up one to nothing. Alonso gets plunked and sparks fly. He is not happy. He says, that's the second time you've hit me. I don't remember, but whatever. The bench is clear. The bullpen's empty. Nothing happens because nothing happens. But they stood up for themselves, and they said, don't do this again. Uh, that won't happen again from them. Who knows? They can't throw strikes. They walk a lot of guys. They hit a lot it of guys. Happened but again. Oviedo has good stuff, and he shows it there because he leaves it at one. Brings it up to the bottom of the second. Once again, the Mets load the bases, this time with no outs. Jeff McNeil gets another RBI this time from an RBI walk because they don't throw strikes. Up steps Alonso, and there's a big kind of, uh, what's he going to do? He already had the benches clear after I got hit by a pitch. He jumps on the first pitch, uh, gets an RBI single ground out, force out play. Uh, a good one. That makes it 2 nothing. He ends up stealing second. Uh, so it's 3 to nothing. but that was it. In the fourth, Alonso gets another chance, this time with two on and two out. Uh, but he does not come through there. It's still 3 nothing. Mets. Uh, top of the sixth, DeGrom gets through six or gets through five. He's got one hit and 13 punch outs. Absolutely cruising. Nobody's nobody's touching him. Uh, but the top of the six works like this. Single. Single. O'Neal Cruz. Cruz missile. Mm. Three run home run. This guy in his short career has looked so good at the plate. He might be the DeGrom killer. He's three for six wow. with that home run. He's got a double uh, and a single off of DeGrom. Uh, but that is something that DeGrom will remember for next time. That makes it 3-3. Three to three. All of a sudden, we have a brand new ball game with four innings to play. In comes Seth Lugo. Seth Lugo shuts them down. In steps Joely Rodriguez, who shuts them down. He had an amazing series. This game, though, he went two innings. Another no-hitter had five punch-outs. That set the tone to allow the guys to do what they do at the plate. Tomas Nito with a big single in steps the man himself, the base running legend, Terrence Gore, who promptly steals second, gets to third on the throwing air, and Nimmo knocks him in to make it four to three. That's the lead that they need, the lead that they get, and the lead that they hold on to because they add a little bit. They load the bases. Vogie gets his old team with another two-run single to make it six to three. Uh, Eduardo Escobar has a ground out, and then... Trevor May shuts the door after Lugo and Joely do it. And the Mets sweep 
a four-game sweep in a big moment in a big place. They play the baseball that they needed. DeGrom doesn't get the win, but he looked fantastic. Ran out a little bit of gas, but that was a big game four sweep of the Pirates. Love that. Yeah, game four was a lot more interesting than game three for obvious reasons. Uh, DeGrom, through those five innings, looked untouchable. Um very interesting. I'm sure you probably noticed this because you got a good pitcher eye. A little bit of a low velocity day from DeGrom. He said that he dialed it back. He said that the Pirates were taking a lot of the fastballs uh, that were at lower speed, so he was mixing it up with that, throwing his changeup a ton in this game. Uh, And it got just about everybody fooled except for O'Neal Cruz, who three for six with a double and a home run. That might be the best numbers I've seen for anybody against DeGrom besides, like, Freddie Freeman, maybe. That's about it. Um, Terrence Gore. What an addition to this team. Every team that's going to compete for a World Series needs a Terrence score on their roster. He has one weapon, and he's probably the best for that weapon out of anybody in the bigs. Um, he becomes a little bit of a hero for this game. He steals second. He does the Marte. Steals second, induce a bad throw, take third. I love it. I've seen that so much this year. Uh, and good for Brandon Nimmo to get a big hit there. We saw him kind of falter in a lot of big spots in the Cubs series. So I think that was very nice for him. Get the monkey off his back and Vogel back. Tags his old team for two more runs, big runs. And Trevor May, he's looked good, man. Last six appearances, I believe, six shutout innings for Trevor May. Uh, so that COVID stint did not hinder him at all. He still looks sharp. And uh, the Metsies get four big wins as their rivals sweep the Philly. So it's still a one-game lead, but you kept pace. You uh, overcame that Cubs sweep. And uh, they look good once again. Yeah, man, that was a good. This is this is what you wanted, especially out of the Cubs series. You yeah. want to dominate a lesser team. You want to show them, put pressure on them to make plays. And the Pirates showed that they can't make those plays just yet. They've got some some exciting parts. Yeah, uh, I don't know if you saw <laughs> on the replay on uh, that play that Escobar scored uh, from first in Game Two. Is I it believe. when he ran through the stop uh, sign? Brian Hayes was eating sunflower yes, seeds. Yes, that yes. was really funny. Yeah. I thought Todd Zeal, I enjoyed that, that replay. Is that an issue to you? I mean, I, I no, got, it's not an issue. No, I just thought it was funny. That's it all. is <laughs> funny. It's funny. It's not an issue. You it's know, like, he's not. He he's not. Uh, granted, I wouldn't be doing it because I'm yeah. thinking about where I could be just in case something bad happens. You have all the time in the world <laughs> to put seeds in your mouth when the when there's action not happening. Right. But uh, it wasn't, you know, yeah, a learning I mean, lesson. Just like the kids, you know cell phone flying out of his pocket that's yeah a, that was whoops. pretty funny that's just you know that's a whoops moment and um you know if you're key brian hayes you just signed that extension you're you're sitting pretty right now but you know still playing good ball but the mets big, get a four game big sweep though big, big sweep. sweep great bullpen pitching great starting pitching timely hitting very patient eye uh good stuff all around vogelback crushing the ball Eduardo Escobar in the eight spot. Unbelievable revelation. Like, oh, this yeah. is weird. I don't think he should be down that low, but I'll take it. I'm telling you, and that eight to flip it over, Nito is smashing. Oh, yeah. Uh, Nito's having like a crazy September right now. I got to pull up the numbers really McCann's quick. doing well, too. And so, like, that eight nine spot is great. Canna had a, I mean, the base is loaded when he got punched out looking. That ball was so far outside. Yeah. <laughs> And you know, as far as I'm concerned, Ken is allowed because he he ba- he bailed That's us out. That's not his fault, though. It's not so his fault. No. Even if it's like close, but a ball and a, and a, and you get punched out looking, I'm like, man, that's that's close enough for you to foul that off. That right. one was an easy take, especially for a guy that knows the strike zone that well. 
Yeah. Uh, Phil Cuzzy was like, let's let's open this up. <laughs> uh, we got a loaded apple of our eye today, by the way. It's a we fun do. one. Can I tell oh, you? Speaking of, you oh, guys yeah. check out our merch. Well, we'll probably blast something out. We have the these like cool dad hats with the little apple here. I literally ordered all of them. <laughs> <laughs> I, I so we have to pay for shipping, and I've I ordered all the stuff. We got the new Edwin Diaz game over shirts. Oh yeah, I'm gonna have to order some of those because I've got three coming. Uh, but we got the hat. We got the new apple of our eye shirts and sweatshirts. Uh, and then the jam apples. I'm so excited to get mine. I think they're coming. What's today? I think they're here tomorrow. So fun. hopefully. Yeah, there's a, a lot of new fun JM Mets uh, merch on their website right now. As you mentioned, the Apple hat, new Edwin Diaz merch. We got the embroidered trumpet shirt now, a little bit of a smaller logo. Oh, yeah, that's coming too. And a special announcement. I'm going to post this when the episode goes live. I myself am doing a giveaway for the 100th episode of the year. Or of nice. the uh, two years, I guess. Uh, it's very easy to enter. All you got to do is leave us a rating on Apple Podcasts, leave a like and comment on our YouTube channel, and subscribe to the YouTube channel. And then just let me know when you've done all that. I'm going to pick a winner at the end of tomorrow, so enough people have time to enter. And then you can pick out something from the John Boy Media merch store, uh, from our Shea Station section, or whatever you want if you're not a Mets fan. And uh, I'll send that right over to you. So nice. have fun with that. Cool, but that good. is not good the ad read, Jerry. The ad read is for Win Reality. They're bringing us the apple of our eye today. Uh, and it makes perfect sense because the Mets hitters are all over the apple of our eye. And you got to believe that they were using Win Reality. Let's try and read this ad through the confetti right now because I am a professional. Uh, the pitcher library in Win Reality consists of 600 plus pitchers from 8U to pro level. From the release to the spin to the speed, hitters get a chance to study every pitch and hit it in the real time game. It gives players of all levels a variety of workouts that are focused on pitch recognition, timing, and decision making. You saw Brennan Nimmo draw a bunch of walks in the series. Daniel Vogelback makes some barrels again. That's because they were using Win Reality, probably. We don't know that for a fact, but I think they were. Batters love it. Coaches rave about it. Parents love what it is has done for their players enjoyment of the game of baseball it's not a game though it's a revolutionary tool that improves hitting in the game of baseball in season off season and in any weather hitters can see increased confidence and improvement at the plate head to winreality.com slash shay to sign up today once again that's winreality.com slash shay thank you to them for picking up the apple of our eye today jerry it's jam-packed man i have no idea where i'm going I don't either. Studying, uh, do you want me to go first, though? I mean, I think I know. I feel like there's two. There's two guys. You think there's more? I do think there's more. Well, I'll read out some numbers while you study. How about that? No, no. I, I, I'm oh? I'm going to go. You're going? I'm going. What, what a turn of events, Jerry. Please, yeah. So uh, I'm going <laughs> to. I know. <laughs> I'm going to go. There's two guys for me. So there's three guys. Really? Oh, my goodness. Well, God, there's so many, but I, I've got one, and his name is Daniel Vogelback. Yeah, yeah. Those numbers are crazy. Those are crazy numbers for program series. Daniel Vogelback. Not only do we need him to be that guy, we want him to be that yes. guy. He, the Mets fans love him. We've cheered hard for him to step up in that place, and he did it. It was nice to see him. He was did it in a variety of ways. Five for eight. The big home run that we talked about, the big double, he scored two runs, even though he gets pinch run for every game. Uh, he had six RBI yeah. on the series. He had six walks on the series. Just an absolute Daniel Vogelback 
type of series. And that's what we wanted. We don't need him to be anything other than himself. That was great to see. Vogelsnack himself is our guy. He is the apple of my eye. I mean, that is just a clinical Dan Vogelback series right there. And um, the hitting with runners in scoring position was big for me. Uh, his numbers still, cumulatively, as a Met, are really good with runners in scoring position. Uh, and he just needed kind of a bounce back series. There was, I, I noticed a discernible difference uh, when I went to the 7-6 to six walk-off win against the Rockies. Vogelback got a pinch hit appearance in that game. The crowd roared for Dan Vogelback, probably the loudest ovation of the night. When I went to the Pirates game on Friday, when he was in the lineup, pretty quiet. A lot of people, I think, soured on him a little bit with this bad two- or three-week stretch. And then when he hit that home run, the stadium went crazy again. I don't think Mets fans love anybody more on this roster than Dan Vogelback. And he's just, you know, he's an extremely charismatic figure. Uh, and I'm really glad that it seems like he's turning a corner because we need that DH production, man. We still haven't really seen it from Darren Ruff. We've seen spades from Tyler Naquin, but Vogelback kind of needs to be that guy, and that can be the big trade for the Mets. We need like we need a uh, we need Escobar from both sides of the plate, right. which he did. Uh, it might be I didn't want to steal your thunder there if you chose him, but and we need Vogelback because yeah. we have uh, options from the other side. Vogelback can do it from the left side. Escobar can do it from both. He's going to fill in for Darren Ruff, who struggled. Uh, yeah, so we have we have options, but that was that was nice to see him. So I'm going to spread some love before I give uh, out my Please pick. Do. Uh, Tomas Nito once again had a great series, three for seven, a run in RBI, did his job. He is having an incredible stretch in September. In his last six games, eleven for twenty-two, two home runs, three doubles, five RBI. Bravo to Tomas Nito. You don't get my apple today, but he has really turned a corner. Really looks like he's coming into his own. Lindor does his thing. Five for 19, a home run, a stolen base, two RBI. Thank you very much. Alonzo didn't homer in this series, but put together some good at-bats. Got hit twice, which sucks. Uh, but four walks, four RBI, a double, and three runs scored. He's now up to ninth highest all-time for a Mets single-season player with 115 RBI on the season. That's crazy. Uh, you talked about Eduardo Escobar, three for 14, a double, a homer, four RBIs, two walks. Great series for him. Uh, Cookie Carrasco strikes out 11 and six innings. Joely Rodriguez, four perfect innings Thank and seven strikeouts. Four perfect with seven punches. Thank you. I was going to make sure that you mentioned yes. that. He's outside of that trust, the circle of trust. He's he's on a tier below. He's trying to fight his way back. He's doing an admirable job. Yep. Again, these are your lesser uh, uh, lesser lineup kind of guys, but you got to do it, man. You got to do it. He keeps playing with my heart. I want to believe in you, Joely. I really do. But That's I believe in you right part. now. Great series. Uh, it comes down to two fellows for me. Um, the one who's not going to get it is Jeff McNeil, who had a great series. Four for 14, three runs, a double, two RBI. The big RBI in the first inning of the last game, which I think set the tone and ended up becoming pretty big. Three walks as well. So many and good performances. I wanted to, I wanted to, it, my other, if I didn't go Vogelback, I was afraid that you weren't going to pick Vogelback. So mm. I wanted to make sure one of us I would have picked Vogel if you didn't. McNeil would have been my other choice because of the defense that he added. Yeah, he made some, that's that true. Great play. And hey, you're not wrong. There is no wrong answer in giving out your apple. I just want you to know okay. that. But I, I thought Jeff McNeil was my number two. Um, and he, the defense, man, that was such a huge play. It, you know, it kept the momentum going uh, for the Mets. Uh, the guy played right field. He's yep. been doing it in left. He's been doing it at second base. Right field. He made a gold glove caliber play. Again, hats off to it, man. Yeah, absolutely. 
I'm really well, glad they shot it, at literal. the defense. Hats off. Hats off to you, Jeff McNeil. I mean, I got confetti in an air in my ear thing. So I mean, like look at this. Look at what I got. It looks going, great. So. You got a full head. What are you talking about? This is why we're uh, an audio <laughs> podcast. Don't watch the YouTube for that. Uh, my apple, as confetti goes into my mouth, is going to be Brandon Nimmo for today. Well deserved. Nemo had a t- he had a tough Cup series, man. I, f- I felt for him a little bit. I mean, the numbers were were pretty rough as I try and uh, sift through this confetti. He put up a big offer in that series. He went over nine, drew a couple walks, struck out a ton, missed some big opportunities with runners in scoring position, and then he bounced back in the series. Buck did not move him away from that leadoff spot. He never has. He never will. Five for 13, five runs scored for Nemo in these four games. He was all over the place. Three RBI, four walks, which is huge for me as well. Steals his second base of the season in the same month, and he gets a hit by pitch. He was always on base, always table setting. Um, plays solid defense as always. It was tough between him and McNeil, but I think I was really looking for a Brandon Nimmo bounce back in this series because we need him as much as we need anybody in this lineup. We talked about the DHs. We talked about Eddie at the bottom, Luis Guillorme coming back. But Brandon Nimmo at the top of the lineup, setting the stage and getting these guys their RBI opportunities and coming home on these home runs is just as big as anything else. So he is going to get my apple. It was a close one, but I think Nimmo and Vogelback are two great choices for us. I agree. Well deserved. Again, seeing him seeing him gather those walks is huge for us, for him as a table setter in that first, you know, spot leadoff. Um, I mean, this team just the pirates can't throw enough strikes, dude. No, Four no, no, walks no. for him. Lindor had a, a couple of walks. McNeil had three. Alonzo had four. Vogelback had six. Escobar had two. Six walks. Like, so many. Hit by pitches and walks. Like, wow. Yeah. It accumulates. Uh, but well deserved from Nimmo. Vogelback is back. Vogel snack himself. Um, shout out to Taiwan, who he went seven and a third. Yeah, he shout had a great start. He didn't even make our list. Crazy. DeGrom didn't make the list. Well, he gave up the three-run cruise missile, but yeah. uh he punched out 13 through five, ran out of gas. Hopefully he's starting to, you know, get up in that. The first inning he t- was taxing for him. He threw yeah. over 20 pitches um and then ran out at the back end. But let's, you know, adrenaline comes in a in a postseason type atmosphere. I think he'll be able to pull through. Um, but you know. I Great series. Agree. Big sweep. Big, big sweep. I think it was so nice of the Mets to do it too for our hundredth episode. Like, yeah, right. They saved it. it they saved it just for Thank us. Because you. you know, they took the first three against the Rockies at home. They couldn't etch out a win. They lost one to nothing, I think, in the final game. And I know it wouldn't have been completely necessary to take four, but it's nice to. It's nice to take four from a team that you know you're better than, you know you can come and beat every single day, especially when they're walking the entire lineup. Uh, so that was big, and they needed it. They ended up needing it because the Braves did not lose a game to the Phillies at home. Um, the Braves get a little bit of a break, but then they go to Philadelphia uh, for a three-gamer next week. That's likely their last tough series before they come and play us. Uh, meanwhile, we have a very interesting situation on our hands with our upcoming series. The Milwaukee Brewers are next on our slate. Uh, we're getting Max Scherzer on the mound tonight against Corbin Burns. That'll be a fun matchup. Here's something that I found that I found very interesting, which I guess I kind of just blocked out. The Mets have lost 14 games in a row at Miller Park. Or I guess it's not. I think it's American Family Field now, right? Jack's not. I, I think I'm I correct. Know. It's Miller Park for me. They have not won a game in Milwaukee since 2016. Do you want to guess who won that game on June 10th, 2016, Jerry? Um, 
Logan Verrett. Jerry Blevins. The last time, I won that game. <laughs> the last time the Mets won a game at Miller Park or American Family Field, Jerry Blevins pitched the tenth uh, inning and secured a two to one win in extras. That's let's how stay on brand. Been. Let's That's stay on brand. Been. I love it. Happy 100th episode. Hey, there you go. <laughs> but I found that and I was like, one, that's really funny and I'm definitely going to mention that. But two, how has it been almost six years you haven't won in Milwaukee? They've put together some good teams, but man. It's a weird ballpark. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so it shouldn't be a big deal, though. I hope not. Um, no, I think, you know, especially with Scherzer coming back against Corbin Burns, who's obviously, you know, lights out, nasty. Yeah. Um, he's going to do the opposite of what the Pirates did, I think, and throw a ton of strikes yeah, because the dude brings it. So I think the guys are dialed in and they'll be able to 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 put the bat on the ball, hopefully. In Milwaukee, a short flight, happy flight. Uh, those guys should be well-rested. Um, they are staying in one of the haunted places, I believe. Are they? In, in the country. Why yeah. is it haunted? What's going on? There's a few, there's a few haunted hotels, apparently. I don't believe in it. Uh, but they do. I, I mean, try. I try. Jerry, they haven't won there since 2016. It might be so the yeah. It's the ghost <laughs> of series past. <laughs> yeah, and I mean the Brewers are heating up a little bit. They took two or three from the Yankees. They've won eight of ten after kind of a long skid where they fell out of first, and the Cardinals overtook them. It seems like they're getting their footing back, but because the Mets' magic number is two, and the Brewers are that last team trying to vie for a playoff spot. The next time the Mets beat the Brewers, they will clinch a playoff spot for the first time since 2016. Again, the eyes are on the prize. They're looking at the division. But pretty cool for Mets fans that on our 100th episode, tonight, they might clinch a playoff spot. Very cool. I think it would be poetic. I think it would be very nice. That'd be bad. You want to, ready to look ahead? I am ready to look ahead. Tell me who's pitching against who. I'm All right. Ahead. Looking ahead versus the Milwaukee Brewers in their awesome uniforms. Uh, these are Mets are looking to keep the momentum alive. They get Max Scherzer back. That's Woo. wonderful. He hasn't pitched in 16 days due to left side arm fatigue, something along those lines. But he goes in game one. He's 9-4 and four with a 2.2 ERA. He's going up against a Cy Young candidate himself, Mr. Corbin Burns, the reigning NL Cy Young. He's 10 and seven with a 297 ERA. Uh, offensively with the Brewers, Victor Caratini is seven for 13 with a home run against Scherzer. Uh, Burns has a 5.15 ERA in his last six starts, spanning 36 innings. He's been down on his career versus the Mets, though. On the other end, he's got 21 innings pitched, 26 punch outs to one walk. He has a 171 ERA against the Mets, but this is a different Mets. That is game one, the return of Mad Max. Game number two, Cookie Carrasco. He's 15 and six with a 3.7 ERA. He's going after that dominant start against the Pirates. He's actually had two dominant starts. He's 12 innings pitched with two earned runs and 17 punch outs to two walks his last two starts. He's going up against the entire bullpen because they've had injuries <laughs> in their rotation. Lauer, Ashby, Peralta, all hurt. They have a hole in that rotation. They fill it with the bullpen. In his career versus Cookie Carrasco, Willie Adamas, their spark plug is five for seven with a home run. That is game two, Cookie versus the bullpen. Game number three, Taiwan Walker coming off his stellar outing. He went seven and a third last outing. He's 12 and four with a 3-4-2 on the, on the year. Uh, Adrian Hauser. Six and nine with a 485. Hauser has a 5.4 ERA and 12 walks in 18 and a third inning since returning from injury. Versus the Mets, his last outing in June, he went four and two thirds, gave up four runs on eight hits. 
He took the L against the Mets. Taiwan, his last two starts have been stellar as well. He's 14 in the third innings and three earned runs. That is game three. That is all three games in Milwaukee looking to continue the victorious ways in the New York Mets and our 100th episode. Nice preview as always. And Jerry, we got to thank Candy for bringing us that preview today. Candy Digital, the official NFT partner of Major League Baseball. They take the obsession and thrill of card collecting digital with a totally cool digital digital collector's items. There's five levels of rarity, core, uncommon, rare, epic, and legendary. I'm sure if you're going for that Corbin Burns Cy Young card, it's probably going to be tough to get. Pretty lucrative there. Uh, the pack drops on September 20th at 1 p.m. Eastern time, so keep your eye out for that. All 80 players on the 2022 All-Star roster will be included in the series as well. Uh, you can purchase with a credit card on Candy's Marketplace at mlb.candy.com. Uh, the gold edition is 10 icons, and the blue edition is three icons, so that's pretty cool for you. Set up an account at candy.com slash MLB to start your collection today. Thank you to them for sponsoring today's preview and uh, a lot to look forward to in this Milwaukee series. I think the Mets, I think they know about that stat uh, that they haven't won in Milwaukee in a while. I think they got a chip on their shoulder. They're getting one of their guys back, Max Scherzer. I'm looking forward to it. I think they're ready to to knock me off my throne of Milwaukee. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody else needs to step up, I guess. You yeah. Know. I'm a team player, so. but uh, we've got some interesting uh, notables. Do you want to run through? Yeah, the notables I kind of I, I breezed past them a little bit before, but yeah. the Mets are now up to 93 wins. 93 yeah. wins. That's great. That's the most they've had in such a long time since 2006. It's their eighth most in franchise history. So we're having a historic season here. They're still undefeated. When leading after eight innings, Diaz had a great five-out save. Joe Ellie mopped up a game. Adovino locked down a game. They're 80-0 and when they enter the ninth with a lead. And they have 36 scoreless starts this season. Uh, that's the most ever in their franchise's history. This is maybe the best a Mets rotation has ever looked as a cohesive unit. Um, we talked about the teams that the Mets are playing and facing off against. We got some injury news. Starling Marte. That's, that's the one I wanted you to touch upon. Yeah, Starling Marte says there's a good possibility he will return before the end of the season. He did try throwing and hitting a couple days ago, but it hurt, so he stopped. The Mets are being careful. They got reinforcements with Guillaume, so they have platoon options, uh, which is nice. This lineup is still deep, but it's definitely missing Starling Marte against some of those more competitive teams. Uh, and then the Mets might get some returns tonight. We've talked for uh, a long time about Tyler McGill and Drew Smith. It looks like this is the series they will come back. Tyler has been with the team since this weekend. Uh, maybe he'll get activated tonight or tomorrow. I'm not sure what the Mets roster move is going to be. And then Drew Smith pitched Saturday and Sunday. He looks good. He feels healthy. So he's going to return as early as game two tomorrow, maybe for game three. Uh, so even more bullpen help for a bullpen that has looked very, very good these past couple weeks. Yep, that's good because Drew Smith and Tyler McGill could be huge weapons for us down the stretch. We're going to need them. Those are swing and miss type of guys, and those are always welcomed out of the bullpen. Uh, yeah, man, it's it's not great that Marte's not in, yeah. but he has take your time, get healthy, rest those legs, you old man. Uh, we're going to need your speed. Um, in the meantime, you know, we'll we'll pick up the slack for you. McNeil just play stellar defense and right wild. Yeah. And that's another thing. I think in our PPP, we talked about how many games we thought Marte was going to play. He's going to end the year. If he doesn't play again this year, he'll end the year with 118, so about 120, which is what he did last year. I think as a Mets fan, you're pretty happy with that. Cause Marte, I think that was. I think I took the under on whatever it was because I yeah. didn't want him to play that much. Um, but, you know, I think I think next year they'll, they'll knock it down a little yeah, bit for because sure. he's played a lot. 
and they'll force him because he wants to play. Uh, but he's at his best when he's well rested. Right. Um, but you know, hopefully he gets healthy, get get some ABs before the end of the season going into the playoffs because we're going to need him. Yes, we are. Uh, but the Mets look good. They're riding high. They're four wins fatter since the last time we chatted with you guys. Guys, thank you so much for supporting us in our long endeavor that's been over a year now. A hundred episodes of Shea Station. I cannot believe it. Uh, and here's to many more hundreds, huh? Cheers. Yeah, cheers to that. I got a water bottle here. I can do that. Cheers. I have a, our mug. <laughs> you always have our mug. I love that. I know. I, I make sure I wash it and it's ready to go for every episode. But thank you, guys. Let's go, Mets. We will see you. LFGM. LFGM. We'll see you Thursday. Shout out producer Jack for producing all our shows. We love him. I'll see you live and in person on Friday, possibly, depending on when I fly in. So Let's make that happen. I'm down. All right. Later, buddy. Enter our giveaway. Oh, yeah. Enter the giveaway. Do it. Twitter, Instagram. It's there somewhere. 